We're here to shine a light on the forgotten generation. This is the Modern Gen X Woman podcast, and I'm Jackie Gadeen. And I'm Amy Bishop. We're business and career coaches who work with women like you. And we are pissed. You should be too. Because we have not been seen or heard, and that changes now. Listen up, because we're going to share with you insights and ideas to make these years our best years. F you, midlife. You've lost 10 pounds, gotten the promotion, finally gotten five great clients, bought your dream house, and then disaster strikes. You get sick, you gain the weight back, you have a car accident, you curse your luck and your life. Why can you ever get ahead? Before you resign yourself to just having bad luck, consider you may have hit an upper limit. In today's episode, we're talking about what an upper limit is, why they happen, and how you can break through. Hey, Jackie. Hi, Mimi. Hello, Hi, everyone. everyone. Welcome back this week. We're so happy to have you here. We have had some really great episodes and a lot of incredible feedback from our listeners over the past couple of weeks. Thank you. And yeah, we just want to say thank you. And thank you to the women who have reached out to sign up for a session with me and or Mimi. It's been incredible and I have to say, I'm going to say one thing um, because I think it's really interesting. I think people forget that we're human. And I want you to remember that we are just like you. Yes. And what I mean by that is I have women, I think every single time someone who is a podcast listener reaches out, they're like, oh my gosh. I'm actually talking with you and I'm actually looking at you and I can't believe this. And it feels surreal. And then they'll say, you are just as amazing or Mimi, you're just as amazing as you are on the podcast. Like, I don't think I expected this. And Oh yeah, I this just, is, we're very real. No, this we are. But I wanted to just, yeah, because sometimes there could feel like an intimidation factor oh. because I've had yeah. women say that to me too. Like I was kind of intimidated to reach out. And so we are real. We do this podcast so we can reach the many and we do the coaching so we can make a a specific impact on the few that want to take us up on that. So if you are interested in getting coaching and advancing your professional success, just reach out to Jackie at moderngenxwoman.com. Give me a little background and uh, you can set up, we'll set up a scheduled call with either me or Mimi. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just to say that because um, I, I love that people really listen and give us feedback, but I want to make sure people know that we are just everyday people. <laughs> we're two Gen X girls just like you. No yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're very real. That's for sure. So let's dive into talking about upper limits, what they are, what we, how we feel about them. So back in the day when someone would have suggested that I hit an upper limit, I would really be annoyed and think like, give me a break. And I, now that I've done some research or experienced some real upper limits myself, I'm much more open to the concept and aware of when I think I've hit one. Now, I also do want to say that I do not think an upper limit is when uh, a tornado comes and hits your house, God forbid you lose someone in your family, something really devastating happens. Maybe some people think that's an upper limit. I do not. 
So if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, you know I am a two-time surviving sibling. I lost a brother and a sister. I do not think those incidents were upper limits. I think I choose to believe they were just part of my journey, my family's journey. Um, maybe they were just really shitty things. I don't know. You know, there are different ways people can look at situations that are really catastrophic. I don't think those situations were upper limits. So if you are facing something really devastating, I don't want you to confuse what we are saying with saying, well, it's just an upper limit. You get in your own way. I I don't believe that. No, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. I didn't know anything about upper limits until I started recognizing, well, actually, I didn't know it was called an upper limit. So I didn't know anything about that until I started really diving into psychology and neuroscience. And then when I read the book, The Big Leap, uh, it all came together for me. So Mimi, yes. can you talk a little bit about what the heck an upper limit, limit is? Because you're the one who turned me on to the book. And Oh, I, just, I did? Yeah, you're the one who told me Oh, about I didn't book. know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I've heard about this book a lot. And you may recognize it. On the cover, it's a fish trying to jump out of a fishbowl, right? It's called The Big Leap. It's by this guy named Gay Hendricks. And the concept is that we all have a limit to how far we believe subconsciously, really, we can be. So, and I didn't explain that well, but your subconscious visualizes you at a certain level, no matter what that is, at work, in love, in relationships, uh, at weight is a big one, right? Mm -hmm. So you may want to lose weight, but your subconscious sees yourself, your self-identity at someone who's always 20 pounds overweight. So the concept of the big leap is that when you have finally lost, let's use weight, the 20 pounds, your subconscious doesn't recognize you there, tells you you're not safe there, and you gain the weight back or something happens that you kind of like screw yourself up so that you it, it's really more about self-sabotage yes. than anything else. So that's that's the concept. Do you think I did a good job? I do. Okay. And, and it's also, you know, it's funny because they he calls it an upper limit problem. But there are it is very attached to a lot of psychological psychology terms and yes. psychology things like um, this concept of dissonance. Right. Which yes. is a very big term. And in um, psychology, which is the difference between what you believe you can achieve um, and and how hard it's going to be to get there. Uh, There's a dissonance in what is the reality. So that's a big one. And then the other thing is the secondary gain. So that is a concept that you you get a secondary gain when you get something great. So maybe you you lose that weight and the secondary gain is you get into a really great relationship because you feel confident. But that great relationship, well, you get into a relationship because you feel confident, but that relationship is the secondary gain. You're not comfortable there. So you kind of go backwards and right and, right. Don't, and don't actually accept either of those because you don't recognize yourself in that new place. Exactly. So that's what this is about. It's about the upper limit is about, is about accepting yourself in this new place instead of staying in your comfort zone. Here's another really common example. And I'm so curious to know if any of you listening can relate to this. Things are going really great in your life. You're like, Oh my God, like everything's fall, you know, coming together. And then you have a moment of panic because you're like, all right, when's the other shoe going to drop? 
And really, you have an upper limit on your happiness. Right. Because you don't think that you are someone that can always be happy or live in, you know, a place where things kind of work out. And so you're kind of searching for the bottom to fall out because there's an upper limit on your happiness. So that can happen from time to time, too. Here's a great example that we've talked about before. I'm going to share it again. The day we were on the Today Show, I forgot my laptop. Right. So we were on the Today Show during covid the NBC producers were calling us on my computer, on my laptop, and I accidentally left it at home, which is about 40 minutes from where Jackie is. And we had I mean, to be on the call. And we had to be on the call. Yeah. And long story short, we got it. My husband like drove halfway in his robe and pajamas to meet me. But that was a classic upper limit problem. You know, it was the fear of being on TV, right? So things like this, this happen. Um, but it's really common. And the more we talk about it, the more I hope that you start to see the pieces and you'll be able to then, I don't want to not call yourself out, but be like, oh, that's what's going on. Yeah, you, And we're going to give you some tools right. to kind of move and it's through to it. Be, it's to be aware of it because if you are moving into someplace new, right, whatever that looks like, even if it's better, right, a better job, a better relationship. A better, uh, a winning money, right? Better, losing weight, whatever that looks like. What it means is that you are no longer the person you were. That is right. So exactly. you have to recognize that that person doesn't exist anymore. And that's really uncomfortable. That's and there's right. a loss of identity. Yes, there is. And there's a comfort zone. And we, our brains are like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to go no. back. I'm going to blow all my money because I'm more comfortable struggling. Because that's what you because know. Because that's what you know. It's what I've done for 30 years. It's what I know. It does. Here's another example. Maybe you were brought up with parents that struggled for money. And then you've had a really successful career. But you tend to overspend, right? Because your your threshold when it comes to money is that there's not never enough. So you may be making more than you'll ever need. But somehow you tend to still spend it because your threshold around money is there's never enough. Right. right? So that can be an example of an upper limit. I'm going to share an upper limit that I experienced when I was first starting out as a coach and on my own that really still stings to this day. So this is before Jackie and I were working together on the, well, we were working together, but it was before we merged the businesses. And I was working as a business coach and I had my very first offer that really took off. It was called this, this was program called Say It, Sell It. I was doing people's elevator pitches and it was selling like wildfire and I was thrilled. And so one day I happened to be on Facebook And I see a colleague doing this Facebook Live, but she's kind of like ranting and raving about people stealing your ideas. And I'm listening and I'm like liking what she's got to say and, right? And all of a sudden I hear her say elevator pitches and I'm like, what? And then I realize she's ranting about me because she accused me of stealing her idea. She had, my idea was say it, sell it. Hers were something about sexy pitches. For the life of me, I don't remember ever even hearing that she had this product or seeing it. Maybe I did and it was deeply buried in my subconscious. I have no clue. But I was like, wait a second, she's talking about me. So I direct messaged her. I'm like, is this about me? And she's like, yeah, it is. And I was like, well, first of all, I, from the bottom of my heart, would never intend to steal your idea or anything. Like I, I was liking what you had to say until I realized that I think you're talking about me. So, I mean, if I thought like it was just, 
So I was really, I was very upset by it. I was upset because I really, integrity is very important to me. And I felt like she was accusing me of stealing her stuff. And that was the furthest thing from what was happening. But I really feel like it was some kind of energetic upper limit because I was finally making traction on my business. And that, it stung me and it really shook me up. And I had to really think to myself, no, you really, first of all, I knew that I didn't steal her idea. Second of all, I was like, this is really important to you. You have to continue doing what you're doing because you need to get to that next level. Right. But it still bothers me to this day. Well, I, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. And I'm not laughing at you, but mm-hmm. I'm laughing because if you're listening to this and you happen to be a business coach, you happen everyone, to be a, everyone does the an same executive stuff. coach, you stole our idea. Like, there's everyone, ju- like yeah. th- we're all in this. And there is enough, again, there's enough business for all everyone. of us, right? Because my style it's may different. not be something yes. that you like. You might like listening to me on a podcast, but you might think one-on-one, God, oh God, she's so loud, right? <laughs> it might not be your style and that's okay. That's right. And the ironic thing was, just to go back to this, you could tell it probably it still yeah. bugs me because I'm still going on about it, but my style was so different. Right. I did it in a way that was so collaborative. Even if it was called the same exact thing, my style was so different than right. hers anyway. It couldn't have been duplicated. Yeah. You know, and hers was different too. Whatever. It's just, I really feel like it was a, a classic example of an upper limit that you may not connect the dots that it was, right. but I really do think it yeah. could have been. So and you probably just, know more than anyone else because you feel it. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. Where I was like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or I did something wrong and I don't want to put myself out there. If you're a newer entrepreneur, you know that putting yourself out there can feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think you can relate. So Jackie, you talked a lot about self-identity, right? And that is really true also. We see ourselves in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And this is why affirmations don't work when we are, or don't work on their own when we are trying to manifest into something else. Mm-hmm. What I mean is if we are saying, I have, I'm a millionaire, you know, and I'm just kind of saying that or whatever it is, I, I lost a hundred pounds or 50, 20 pounds. If we don't really believe it, if that dissidence is there, we are not going to feel what it is like to feel the way you will be when you have reached that level or that goal. And the feeling is what changes things. And that's where the upper limit comes into play because the upper limit feels uncomfortable. And so that's where that dissonance is. So you have to be really careful that when you are up against that edge of discomfort, recognizing it that it's your upper limit discomfort, not that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And actively, mindfully working through that discomfort so that you can continue getting to where you want to go. Then the affirmation combined with all of that will really start to help you build momentum. I, I it's it's so true because we think we and the other thing is we think we want something and then we get there, whatever there is. And it is so much easier to think, maybe I really didn't want this because you don't recognize yourself there. Right. Or you you get there and you think, this doesn't solve the rest of the problems, right? So there are a lot of layers to this moving into a new you that we need to be aware of and make sure that we are addressing. Now, I'm not saying you can just say like, hey, yeah, I'm going to fix this. But if you recognize that right in yourself then you could say well I could choose to let to let this change me right if you can say like I could see that this is an upper level 
you know, problem, right. upper limit problem, then you can choose what to do next. And so what we always want to do is remember that, you know, our business, our entire business was built on the resting mind formula. If you knew to, to modern Gen X women, our company name used to be called The Resting Mind. And this podcast used to be called, called Make Your Life Magnificent. Magnificent. And so why I'm sharing this with you is because our formula for change that we still use today, The Resting Mind formula, is based in this idea of awareness, right? What are you aware of? Um, and then how do you use brain science and energy and habits in order to change the outcome? Why am I sharing all this? Because what we know from all the work that we've done as coaches and all the studying we've done in neuroscience and positive psychology is that there is a tremendous gap between what you want, which is your conscious goal, and what you believe, which is your sub, which is your subconscious, where you are, what you believe, which is your subconscious. Right. And the, you, closing that gap, is really hard because 95% of our day is run by the subconscious. So even if we take a step forward, as soon as we're on autopilot, we're going back to that subconscious belief. So yes. why I'm sharing this is because we need to take tiny steps in order to get more and more comfortable into the leap, the big leap, right, that we want to make and the big leap we want to stay in. So I just want to share that with you as you're listening to this because it is all science-based. Yes, This it is. is not woo-woo. This is based on science, and the science is our subconscious mind runs our life. We know right. this. The prefrontal cortex gets exhausted. For the most aware person, right, the most mindful person, they only run 5% of their day from the prefrontal cortex. So if you think about that, you're like, oh. That's why also, and I've got to practice this more, and Jackie, you and I even have to get better at this. That's why it's really important to take some breaks throughout the day where you're really letting your brain relax mm -hmm. and just releasing the energy from what's going on, good or bad, right. right? Because your brain gets exhausted. You cannot, it's too much. So you've got to really work on releasing that so that you're not so drained and exhausted at the end of the day. You know, in short, it's think of it this way. Your nervous system is like a thermometer, right? That's like a thermostat. And your thermostat is always at a certain level. And so it will naturally go back to that. So you can have times where maybe you feel really confident, but then it will go back to maybe a level of not confident because that is your resting set point. So your work here is to do the things that make you feel uncomfortable and get to that next limit so that you can raise the thermostat so that your resting level is always higher. Yep. Okay. When I work with clients in energy leadership, which is what I'm trained in, there are different levels of energy. Everyone has a set point of energy. And the goal is to raise it so that it's higher. We're going to have days where we're at an amazing energy or something really crummy happens and we're at a low energy. But the idea is how quickly do you bounce back to your resting energy and how high is that? Yeah. That's where the difference is made. So it's it's just an interesting concept and something to be aware of. Something interesting that happened last year, I went through something that was really, really stressful. And Jackie and I, Jackie knew what was going on. We were working together and the situation got resolved. And Jackie said she could see the anxiety. I might tend to be anxious in the first place, but this was like beyond. She said, you could see the anxiety lift off of me. I felt like I, you know, the thousand pounds that were on my shoulders, I felt like were gone. Do you know that night I did something stupid to 
make myself anxious again. Yeah. I saw, right? Yeah. Again, my anxiety set point, that upper limit of feeling calm didn't feel comfortable. And I was like, son of a bitch, I did it. Yeah. And I realized that it was a great learning for me. Well, and, and, you know, to talk about the science piece of this, this is why we need to work on our subconscious and, and up level it because Think about the you're in this crappy job. You hate your job you, or you hate your boss or you hate the people, whatever it is, and you can't wait to get out. So you get out. You finally get a new job. You're really happy there for the first two months. And then all of a sudden, you're not. All right. of a sudden, you notice that this colleague does this or this project does that. Why? Because you have embedded in yourself that work is going to always be a chore. Yes. Right? That is, so anything that's, that allows work to be better is not going to be comfortable for you. And so this is all science-based. And this is why we do everything we do is because our goal is to up-level you as a human subconsciously and consciously so that you can, you, you can up-level your operating system. Right? Up-level your, op- yeah. That's, that's it's, that's and, and you know, I'm so glad you said that because Jackie, I remember one of the very first conversations we had yeah. When we just met was about this concept of how do we help people up level their operating system, yeah. right? So you want, you have a big goal, no matter what that is in your life. And that's going to take, you know, the, the latest power book technology, but you're still working on Apple 1.0, right? Right. Like there's, just, you know, subconsciously, you've got to close that gap and understanding what your upper limits are will help you. So. Let's talk about something that's so common, and I'm sure you can relate to this, which is guilt and an upper limit. And so the way this can come into play is when you are trying to turn things around in your life or get unstuck, and you feel very loyal to people in your life that may not have the same kind of ambition or even vision, right? And so you feel like there needs to be an allegiance to the people that you love, essentially, yeah. right? So if maybe the people you hang out with don't like to exercise and they're a little, little overweight, all right, that's fine. And you guys all bond over, you know, bond over this and you like to watch Netflix together and eat popcorn. No judgment. That's, but all of a sudden you decide, you know what? I really want to be healthy. Do you feel like you are abandoning the group because you are doing something different? The same thing can be a job, right? If you come from a family where everyone is maybe blue collar or do trades, right? And you decide, you know what? I want to be the one that goes to college because I want a corporate career. Do you feel like there is a guilt of and an upper limit that you don't belong, right? Because you are leaving the people that you love in some kind of unconscious way. So it's really important to think about that. I, I I love that you brought this this point up because I do believe this is so much more common than what we that, than we acknowledge or that we know and we are afraid of being thought of as the person who leaves people behind. Right. And I always say you're not leaving them behind, right? They choose to come along or they don't. Right. And you're not with them because you're all overweight. You're not with them because you're all very successful business women. You know, there are other common denominators. And if there aren't other common denominators, then that friendship isn't built in anything real anyway. Right. Right. So it's really getting clear on that piece for yourself so that you can let go of this guilt that you might feel because your success is 
propelling you forward where maybe they're they're not having or seeing the same success. Right. And I think there are other things to navigate there too, because I think what can come up a lot in these circumstances are their reactions, which mm-hmm. is really their it's journey. Their reaction. That's their it's reaction. Based, and you have no con- right, it's based on them and you have no control over that. You can model right. that it's okay and it's safe for them to follow mm-hmm. and, you know, still do the things that they don't have to change. That's, it's all on that. And you can choose also, you know, maybe that common denominator has really, maybe the common denominator is now just simply longevity and, and memory, right? right? Like, you know, you want this person in your life because you love them for the longevity of the friendship. Right. That's great. You can still choose for that to, be what keeps you bound, but it doesn't mean that you have to stay in the mindset of what where they are. Where they are. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean. So, so consider that. Don't let it hinder you in moving forward, and don't let that be one of your upper limits. I remember once when I was um, really starting to step out in this journey, and someone who's very close to me kind of made a comment. You're always working and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and I was like, well, I'm I'm sorry. I am. And I'm not going to change. And now that person is one of my biggest fans. Yeah. So. Because they were uncomfortable. Right. With you pulling away and you could have chosen to be stuck and not be successful. Right. Because. Let that guilt. That, right. That make, that's a comfort level. Right. right. So let's talk, Mimi, can you share with everyone who's listening? Like, okay, great. I get this upper limit thing. How the heck do I get past it? Yeah. Well, the first thing is you have to remember, we have to go back to the way the brain is wired. And that is that your brain is, its job is to keep you safe, right? So even if something exciting is happening, like the Today Show, right? Or a new job for you, or going out on a date or being in a new relationship with someone or anything like that, right? Even if it's good or positive, your brain's job is to keep you safe and your brain doesn't like change because it needs to process it differently and there's going to be discomfort. So recognize that and recognize the difference. This is so key and something that I learned a couple of years ago that it has really made a difference in, in my life, which is the difference between good, uncomfortable and real danger, and in most cases, it's not dangerous. It's just uncomfortable. And so be become comfortable with that. And Jackie and I, and I'll, we'll reiterate this before we sign off for today, there's one thing that we want you to start doing in every episode. And that's the one thing, right? Be comfortable. Start doing things that make you feel uncomfortable and do them anyway. Yesterday is a great example. I had a phone call with someone that is really, really, really successful and I was nervous. I didn't, I, you know, I, my brain was like, oh, maybe we can cancel. Oh, maybe the time isn't right. Maybe. And I was like, no, you are going to get, you know, this person agreed to have the call with you. You're going to get on the phone and have this conversation. We had a great conversation. And now Jackie and I are going to be on their podcast, you know, and it was, it felt really, it felt great when it was, I was like, yeah, I do belong here. This is a great conversation with a fantastic woman, right? But it, I really had to, use my awareness of what was going on behind the scenes. I'm pointing at Mimi because I love the, what you just said. I want to reiterate it. Mm-hmm. I belong here. Yeah. How many women yeah. that are listening to this who have gone into a board meeting, who have gone into a conference room, mm-hmm. who have uh, gone on stage, who have um, who have made, uh, hit their bonus, who anything, have thought to themselves – 
I don't belong here. Right. It's a very common, that's so important. Oh, it's so common that they, that, that is such a common belief for women because we don't have the confidence and you do, you do belong wherever you want to go Yes, and you are capable. And I promise you, you will be capable. And the other thing is soon that becomes the new norm. Right. Right. So you hang out with people and you're like, oh, wow, I, I don't yeah. belong hanging out with these people. They're like, you know, yep. and then you realize, wait a second. Yes. I belong here. And then like you, it feels so good to yeah. be in that space. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry. This is a phone call happens. <laughs> so, um, so the other, the other thing I want to talk about, another thing to help you get through your upper limit problem is don't do this alone. So here's yeah. what I mean by that. There's a reason why, and thank God, I've never, I, I don't, I actually don't have anyone in my close circle who's ever been to AA or NA or any of those, but there's a reason why they exist. Mm-hmm. And it's because there is evidence around the power of community and how they support you through change. Yes. Right? So if you are striving to be a C-suite executive, you must hang out with other C-suite executives. If you're striving to have a million-dollar business, hanging out with the struggling entrepreneur is not going to get you there. You need to hang out with other million-dollar entrepreneurs. And you belong there. And it's that belief. And I know that there is this way that people will put themselves with lower common denominators because they feel more comfortable than challenging themselves to have big conversations with big CEOs. And you have to start challenging yourself. And that's how you really step into that new identity. Right. And then all of a sudden you're just, it's just part of what you do. So I didn't even share this with you yet. I'm going to come clean on something. Oh boy. So I started going to Weight Watchers in the meetings. Oh good. Yeah. So I went, this is my second week. Good. So I have been struggling the past. So I had gone on Weight Watchers before the pandemic. I lost weight and then I kept it off during the pandemic. And I don't know what the hell happened, but I gained it back and then gained like another 10 pounds. So I have been really unhappy and I've been trying to do it myself and like up and down, up and down. And finally, I was just like, I need help. Like I had the app and I was like, this not cutting it. I've got to go to the meetings. So I started. I went, I went to my second meeting. And let me tell you, it makes a big difference being in community with people. It's accountability. It's just support. support. It just, it's great. My, my, um, leader, Lisette is fantastic. I love her. Like, or, or she's a great coach and it makes a big difference just being in there. And I know that like, I've, I can't push it off. I've got to right. get on that scale and, it just is helping me see that I'm not alone. And it's also, so Lisa said yesterday, she's had weight off for years. And she was like, when I'm at that barbecue, I'm a Weight Watcher. So I remember like, you know, yesterday I was doing something and I'm like, I'm a Weight Watcher. Like it just made me recognize that, yeah, I can, this is could be a new identity for me and it's okay. And I'm doing this not alone. I'm doing it with other people. Yeah. It's, it's so powerful. Yeah. And I lost a pound and a half. Yay. Congratulations. Yeah, I still have 30 more to go. Don't, at least. That, but that's the dissonance. But Don't yes. look at that. Right? No, you want I, to look at I only the you, pound a week. I'm celebrating. So I texted my husband and I'm like, I'm down a pound and a quarter. I said, I still actually, I want to lose 40 pounds. I said, I still have 39 and, you know, three quarters to go. Ha ha. And he's like, oh, but actually I was 
really proud of myself. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate every darn pound because I know that it's not easy at this no. age to get it off. It is not. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy. Good. Yeah. Good. I'll keep you guys abreast of my progress. Yay. All right, ladies. So, um we we hope that you are not at your upper limit with us. <laughs> <laughs> Mimi, what is our do this one thing this week? Do this one thing is to identify one area that that some place where you would like to go and the thing that makes you uncomfortable and do it anyway. Okay. All right, one small step for mankind. For women, womankind. One giant step for Gen Xers. Yeah. There you go. All right, ladies. Loved having you with us this week. Tune in next week for another amazing episode. Until then, cheers, cheers to your, your magnificence. magnificence. Modern Gen X Woman is the podcast created with you in mind. If you're inspired by this episode, please leave us a review. It's so important. Look. We know it's not easy for you to stop and go over and leave a review, but it is so appreciated by Mimi and myself, and it really helps other amazing Gen X women like you find us so that they too can become the modern Gen X women.